You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. So the proprietor of the bar is uh, the bar. <laughs> the proprietor of the inn. Um, by the way, behind the bar, although the bar is full height, uh, it has like a little walkway a little <laughs> behind it. A rampart. A little rampart. Yeah. <laughs> and so there is a gnome who just looks like an absolute classic, like tinker gnome, like just absolute, like you know, wild, you know, mad scientist hair, bald on the top, frizzy white hair, <laughs> uh, frizzy. Um, uh, what do you call it? Sideburns yeah, yeah. that mutton chop chops. sideburns yeah, yeah. that just stick out like a foot from his. He, he looks like a little World of Warcraft tinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, to the point where he has gigantic goggles which are perched upon his head, and he has a what looks to be uh, like an artificer coat with a whole bunch of tools <laughs> and a bandolier of potions and items and other things like that. So, um, so he he wanders over and says, "Top of the evening to you. My name is Bentley Bentley Mirrorshade. Welcome to the friendly RMN." Oh, I love him. What can I get you? Uh, do you have... What kind of meat do you have? Oh, we have all kinds of meat here. We have venison, boar... Or do you have any lean meat? We have lean meat here. Or venison... Deer... In the corners of... <laughs> Nadia is not wrong about your ability to describe food. So you know. uh, we've got it's boar, pork, uh, boar, wild <laughs> pig, bacon, pork, what else do you ham, spam, spam. <laughs> What's that? It's spiced ham. <laughs> do you have eggs? Oh, of course we do. All kinds. Do you... Oh, you want to detail the eggs? Chicken? There's, what kinds of eggs, Tom? There's duck eggs. There's, there's chicken eggs. There's quail eggs. There's, um... Cockatrice eggs. There's stuffed eggs made in the style of the devil. We've got roast... Mm. Our menu today is foraged salad made from, I Take suppose, whatever... Exact I spot love. where Tom started reading. Sorry, can you... <laughs> Okay, sorry, can you uh, um uh, when 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 you say stuffed eggs in the style of the devil? It's the fancy one's feast. It's our finest meats. Deviled eggs. Yeah, Cheeses, no, fruits and nuts. Mm. You must commit to marrying my eldest daughter. Sorry, what? <laughs> I zoned out there because you said the stuffed eggs in the style of the devil, and now I'm worried that you're a devil worshipper. Like no offense, but like We've had some problems. Oh, I worship... He says, I worship Gond. Mm. Gond where? Uh, Oh. Wow. (laughs) Anyways, moving this delightful pageantry along, what do you say, sir? (laughs) I go over at... While while this is all happening, I'll grab it and I'll saunter over to you. Yeah, so we cut to you. So you wander over to this uh, roguishly attractive green-haired elf woman. Uh, she, She basically, once again, elf, tan brown skin... Uh, bright green hair uh, done in a braid that falls over her shoulder. She's dressed in leather armor with a big, you know, ranger-style traveling cloak and hood. She's got a bow and arrow and scimitars, the whole bit. Uh, you approach her and she sips from her beer and says, Hello. Hello. So, uh, oh, <laughs> you're a Satan, aren't you? <laughs> 
you're what? Sorry, <laughs> Sorry you're a Satan, aren't you? No, I don't really say that. That's uh, exactly one Satan. <laughs> I'll sit down with her and be like, um, tell her she's devilishly good looking. Yeah, I will. I'll sit down and say, you're a devilishly good looking lady there. I do not favour you, and I would like to be left alone. So I will subtly shift my visage to that of a devil. <laughs> okay. Like I have oh, hey, in disguise one. too. Uh, I might. I'll probably um, emulate so the, ca- the Cambian, but right. not the same Cambian. Right. You know, what I mean? like yeah. I'm a Cambian using all of her features. And Cambian. A- and Cambian. Uh-huh. Like using someone else from Baldur's Gate's face, but with the visage of a Cambian, like sh- sh- like shift shift. Okay. Interesting. So you're trying to deceive oh. her into believing that you are also a devil, basically. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's give, give me a, give me a deception check. <laughs> How do you do, fellow Satanists? <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 19 I rolled, Tom, so... Sorry, 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 just, 26. Just, just, just hang on, hang on. Did you say you, sh- you were subtly shifting into a Cambian? Just my face. Just your face. Like, like a shimmer across but my face. you're just face. like in a pub with other people. She's in a corner, right? Yes. The dark corner? She's yeah. just in a corner. She's yeah. in a dark corner looking at you creepily like Aragorn, yes. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other people, can, I'm just saying, other people can definitely potentially see this. Yeah, well, that'll be part of the deception check. 26. Uh, yeah, 26. Oh, okay. oh well, okay. Okay, she's... Roll the 19 and I'll... Yeah, it's good. Okay, she says, Ah, oh, splendid. I was hoping that there would be others. We will wait for them to get a room. I, th- I suggest that we strike at midnight. Okay. All right, so that's good. I'll be like, um... I'll meet you in the corridor. Which corridor? The corridor between the rooms. There's only one. I've inspected the layout of this place. I've been here for three days. Yes, I've just arrived, so I'm not so familiar with the groundwork. I see. That's pretty. She's pretty straight to the point. I thought I had to wheedle that out of her at some point. Like, excellent. I'm going to go and try and make friends with them now. Wheedle my way into their confidences. <laughs> Keep your distance. From the looks of it, one of them appears to be a paladin of Ilmata. Yes, but she's pretty stupid, I think. <laughs> like all paladins. <laughs> like all paladins. Look at her there with her stupid, gawky face eating that food. At what point did you join up with them? Just outside. Big deal about the ribbon tying and all that. And she gives Won you... their favour. All right, she says, it's very well. Which not, 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 not awkwardly. <laughs> By the power of the Hidden Lord. By the power of the Hidden Lord. I think I'd be like, what, is, what falls may rise again? Or, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's just this pause, <laughs> and then she just sips her beer, and it's just like, get caught in the storm last night. <laughs> Oh, tell me about the weather. What the hell? <laughs> Prime yeah, well, material. Well, some pleasant banalities. Ma- about two makes you, she says, makes me miss Avernus. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Whoa. Yeah. Woo. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so cool. Had to be there. At least we can enjoy the food here. Mm, indeed. Speaking of which, I better go back and rejoin them. I said I was just coming over yes, to chat. Yes, yes. Good, good. Oh, I Okay, so with that, you go. So you're about. All right, so this so this little pantomime goes on. Well, you get a table in the corner. You're okay. brought out a lavish feast, which I'm assuming you're going to front the money for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you you chow down, you eat. Nick, do you relate to yeah, the rest Can of we talk telepathically with each other, or is only the shield to us? You can talk telepathically with the shield and vice versa. So if you wanted to, yes. you oh could. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> no, I can, tell the, I can tell the shield. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll basically say, all right, prove yourself useful. Relay this to the others. No. Dang well, this. that's yeah, why you're ending yes. up in the harbour. <laughs> <laughs> Next harbour I come to, you're in it. Or better yet, I'll leave you with the monks at Candlekeep. How's that sound? Next 2,000 years at the vaults of Candlekeep with people poking you. To what end? To get rid of you. No. Why? Do you want us getting murdered in the middle of the night, or do you want us serving you as your army? Ooh. If you can't defend yourself from one devil, you're not worthy to be my army. Well, we can defend 
Xander, I'm literally asking you to relay this information so that the people around us don't hear. Thank God you're in a telepathically. <laughs> this is all telepathically me. So you basically just see me having this, <laughs> this really <laughs> sour expression on my face but clearly arguing with the shield. So the shield says, as long as you attune to me. But there it is. Uh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, sure. You know what else I have? A pen and paper. You stupid shield. I'll just write on the pen and paper. This is how easily you're replaced. And I'll just write on the pen and paper. She's a devil. She's going to attack us in the corridor at midnight. She thinks I'm one of them. And I'll be like, near to you. <laughs> yeah, that's I won't see a wave of the and do you like rip up the paper and just shove it in your mouth? She, yeah, then like really like right in the shield, like eh, eh, and then I'll eat the paper. <laughs> like, the shield says read, but he can't read without moving his lips. Yeah, yeah. I can give you so much. I can become immune to fire. I can allow you to conjure fireball walls of fire. I can already do that. You won't even. You won't even. You won't even perform a simple task that I ask of you without wanting attunement. Terrible deeds. I thought you might have went to tempting offers. Fine. You were replaced by a pen and parchment about twenty <laughs> seconds worth of time. Yeah. It's the harbor for you, my golden friend. <laughs> it's the harbor for you, buddy. All right. So you. So you relay this to the rest of your companions, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. So what do you do? Uh, well, um. Having said that, I guess I. I will now say. I think we enjoy a comfortable evening here, as though nothing were wrong, and just be. Ready to go. If such a thing were possible, I say, but um, using my uh, telekinesis to act as my second hand, like my mage hand to act as my second hand. <laughs> nice, I like that. Yeah, so, you just, so, you, so, you, so your plate of eggs just gets like pulled a little bit yeah. closer. The, the fork moves by itself. Yes. That's great. Um, Tom, yes. when we had to get rid of our weapons, yes. is it just like, essentially like... You leave, you, 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 you leave them at the gate. So there's a weapon cache at the gate, with, with, which are all labelled and all that kind of thing. So, so it's sort of like, like uh, this is probably not a reference for everyone, but like like in the ski fields, you leave your skis outside and then you, it's yes. not like there's a guard there who does the thing, you hand your tickets to and da 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 da. I or mean, like a cloakroom or something. Or, or like, like a cloakroom, yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay, they didn't take the bag of holding ones, did they? No. no. Okay, so it's full of weapons. Just from all the people who've slain, it's always stashed the armour and the weapons. I don't really? think, no, we have not done that. We have no. not done that. Ah, oh, that's standard procedure. Well, maybe, usually. maybe, 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 say, well, can we like put the weapon, our weapons in a bag of holding and bring them back inside? We could do that. If one of you wants to sneak, well, it'll be a sneaky sneak. If someone wants to be stealthy and try to sneak to your weapons, put your weapons in the bag of holding <laughs> with those two imperious gnome guards. Yeah, I'll well, I'll create a distraction. Ah, uh, so yes, that's it. Yeah, you stealth. I'll just. Oh, well, you could. I mean, you got a main check. Well, that and also got the pressure of invisibility. Yeah. If we, Raya says, um, you know, we could just confront her in the corner. We could inform the, the the security here that there is a devil or a demon in the corner and just try to evict her. We could. There is the matter of them believing us. Well, uh, and there is the further matter of whether they have other cohorts and conspirators coming along too. I forgot to ask. I got caught up in the pantomime of it all. Uh, <laughs> Great. That is my question as well. If there are anybody else, if there is anybody else here that actually out out of game, is there? Is it just line of sight the way that my divine sense works? Yeah, you would have sensed other devils if they were here now. No, no, you have to actively look for them. Like yeah. you have to turn it on. It isn't something that just always. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, as part of doing that, like, can I peep everybody else at the same time just to make sure there's nobody else in here? You, that you, I can you, you, see? you absolutely can and uh if you wander around the tavern yeah you pick up on the fact that there are two other themes within okay. one you know is invisible clearly and is above the door 
So you think perhaps, you know, an, an imp or a method or something? But I think this does tell you what type they are. Oh, great. Um, it doesn't it, tell you No, like, I don't think so. It tells you it, it, it's a... No, it does. It, tell, it tells you that if you continue to concentrate, it will tell you the type. It won't yeah. tell you, like, the specific... No, 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 but it will be like an imp. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to just, like, a devil. Yeah. I believe the example okay. I give So there is an imp mm-hmm. above the door? Yeah. Oh, no, fuck. Sorry. Um, no, it'll tell you... Because the example I give is it'll tell you if it's a vampire. You have to say see it. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. You can't pick up... I, I shouldn't have told you that. That's, yeah. that's, to be that, honest, uh, with it being above the door, I was going to assume it was an imp. Yeah, but to be fair, I, I'm sorry, that's my mistake. You wouldn't have actually detected it. All right, that's fine. I don't know it's an imp, but I do assume that it's an imp. Okay. Wait, um, no, there's no, like, there's no... You would what? not know that that, is ex- that, that that fiend exists, because oh. you have to see the fiend. No. Mm. Like, and you have to see yeah, it. It's, it's, it's celestial fiend or undead, but you don't know the type or its identity. So you will so know, like, know it's, it's a classification. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So what Tom is saying is because it's invisible, that's why I can't see that it's there. Yes, correct. Okay, so I don't know it's there. Correct. But there are two others, however. So there is... Uh, a table that is shared by... Uh, it just says location, Tom. It doesn't say sign. It says, Do okay. you know the location of any celestial feed or undead that is not behind total cover? Oh. Well, you, I, there is precedent for this. Because she was able to detect the presence of the EMs before in the second that's adventure. Right. That's true. Okay, you know what? No, no, that's because I heard him though, so I kind of knew what okay. he was. Let's. We'll, we will take that then. That you look around. It's not. It's not, not behind cover. It is concealed, which is invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not behind cover. So that that's tech magic. I'm confusing that with. I'm yeah, sorry. that's fair. So yeah, you know, there's an imp above the door. Yeah. You know that the woman in the corner is a fiend. Uh, is a fiend. So, yeah, there's a fiend there and a fiend there. Yeah, I will say I'll say demon rather yeah. than devil, which is interesting. Uh, and there are two more demons who are masquerading as uh, two of the guards who are enjoying an off-work drink. So two little two little gnomes are having a beer at the table, and they are and they're demons also. All right. All right. Well, I'll say to Asher. Yes. There is always the um, divide and conquer. Having established my credentials, we could lead one or two of them outside, have at them, mm-hmm. and then you've only established your credentials with one. Indeed, but I'm sure I could convince her to. Uh... So if we were to say. If, okay, how about this then? I kick up another mistake, which, believe me, is not going to be hard. And you've laid the groundwork for it. Yes. Excellent acting. Yes. <laughs> we storm off in a half. That upsets the plans of the devil, encourages uh, the I devil can... to come out and follow. Yes. And then we assail them beyond the walls of the inn. Yes. Also, it's going to make it easier, because I can, like, protect you guys pretty easily, but when it comes to, like, a whole lot of other people around, like, hmm. I don't want them to get hurt or feel bad, you know? So, like, maybe... Sounds good, yeah. Because, like, you do that big spell where everything explodes, mm. and, like, I know, like, you can choose not to hurt people, but you're going to, like, break some walls, and then they're going to, like, get angry at us. So maybe we just do it outside. Yeah, I think this is a good plan. So, yes. mm-hmm. yep. summarize, big old huff and a stink, we leave... Like, that's it. Okay, fine. If he's not here... We're, I we're... can't eat with this river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this... We leave. I gestured her. When we leave, I'm like, at her, I'm like... Okay, great. She comes out with yeah. one or two or four of them, whatever mm-hmm. it is. We get our weapons on the way and outside the walls... Then you... Which yeah, great. Right. That, that all works perfectly. Um, she yeah. follows you and seems to be convinced. When when you go to leave, the little gnomes that were enjoying their beer also just sort of like give, give each other a, a knowing wink. And then stand up and go to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know about the about the no, 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 that's so, okay. but you it works just like that. So you leave the tavern. 
You, it's nighttime above. The moon is high in the sky. Yes. Saloon with her tears, the meteorites that mm. uh, oh. the, the trail behind her. You make your way to the to the gate. The two little gnomes are arguing, uh, which is just adorable. We don't have time for it now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but they give it. They give up. Your oh, even so soon. This is intolerable. I will not spend another night with this. Burden of suspicion. Now, you're going to have to ride. I miss my halberd. <laughs> so, you're given your weapons. You walk out along the road, obviously to where your wagon is, so presumably, or mm. whatever. Yep. Actually, do you, it's stabled in there. No, no, no I think we'll just walk outside. You just walk outside. So when yeah. you walk outside, she comes out and says, Ho there, travellers. I would speak with you a moment. Uh, and the little gnomes walk behind. All right. Sorry. Uh, in preparation for uh, this thing, after you know I've thrown the ribbon off, I'm casting mm-hmm. protection from good and evil on myself. Okay. So you so you cast that. Yep. Maybe it's the casting of that that uh, cottons her on, but she, anyway, I, she goes. To, she's probably going to go to attack almost straight away. I think. Do, uh, do we have the, you have your weapons? You have everything. You, you're armed. You're hol- you're still holding your weapons, but, uh, and mm-hmm. you left. Ready. You've walked about fifty feet away from the walls of the compound and. I would like to, I guess as you do that, perhaps, Mr. Trevor, I would like to shift to the form of, you know, a sort of a, I guess, a tiefling cambion type thing. Mm-hmm. So that they, because the two guards don't know what I'm up to, you know, the two fake guards, and they'll be like, uh, for the hell Lord! <laughs> Great. Well, you guys know, but. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, that works out perfectly. Okay, cool. So, initiative, please. As everyone rushes oh. to attack. Hey, level seven, I get advantage on initiative checks, and I cannot wait. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I mean, it could be better. But the order of Sam, magnitude is mine. Nice. Uh, so, Sam, Sam, 21? Yep. Okay. Uh, and Mark? Uh, it would be a dirty 20. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Very good. <laughs> uh, Nick? A pristine 10. Who's controlling <laughs> Ray? Are you? Uh, I took control of the last fight, so you got this fight. Sure. Uh, Nadia? Yeah, so it's my 17. turn. To Am first. I doing initiative for Raya as well? No, she just goes after your turn. Cool. Or before your turn. And in fact, because of her helping abilities, which you should probably start using as well, because she, she does have them. Uh, yeah, and sorry, Ben? Okay. They are actually going first. They are all. Whoa, really? Wow. All three of them, uh, they go 23. Holy crap. They are going to shift into a very sort of classic demon looking thing basically it looks like picture kind of like your your sort of your classic goat person beast thing huge curved horns uh, a long snake like tail backwards hoofed hoofed feet uh, they are all like seven to eight feet tall uh, they don't have any weapons that most demons don't typically carry weapons they're just like fangs and teeth and things like that so yeah a face like a a rotting demonic goat and they anyone who has even a basic knowledge of demons or devils if you're mm. I, I won't even require a role if you if you have proficiency in arcane or religion oh yeah yeah yeah, I got it. yeah. yeah. so they are yeah. Bulezao, who are basically like the foot soldiers oh, of yeah. the abyss Yep. Oh, again, these are demons, not devils. Demons, yes, yeah. very importantly, demons, yes. Again, does that knowledge come with any additional resistance knowledge? Uh, that is a very good point. So they're immune to poison, and they are resistant to cold, fire, and lightning. Thank you, kindly. All right. So they're first. So they are going to uh, all charge, basically. Um, not, <laughs> not Nick, but uh, they're actually all. Gonna, I'm sorry to do this. They're actually all going to go for uh, Nadia. Ooh. Uh, believing. I haven't healed from the last thing. No, it's yeah. been several days. It's been like four yeah. days. And oh, you've leveled. Oh, yeah. You've leveled. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot oh, that we leveled. Yeah. Yay. 
Yeah. So I was rubbing Raya's stuff you out of my attacks. I do. Mm. And my speeding. Fuck yeah. Uh, okay, so they lash out at you with their barbed tails, in fact, is, the, is kind of their main uh, operandi. Uh, now, two of the three are going to hit you and smash into you for eight damage each, so 16 damage in total. That is their turn. It is then Sam's turn. Excellent. I, there's something that I've learned that I'm just willing Ooh. to try. Great. Ooh. Do you mm. have a new spell? Do you oh, have I new... have a few new spells. Mm-hmm. But, but no new spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> hey, at tenth level, I get to cast almost the same number of spells at you as you. So these three large goat, goat person, mm-hmm. barbed tailed demons are all surrounding Shuri. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. Great, but do it. twice. Yes. Yeah, do it. You don't see one bolt this time, but two. <gasps> Fuck yeah! Uh, I'm going to two separate, two separate uh, targets, two separate attacks for two separate targets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Ball strategy. So first one. That will be... Hang on. Let me just... I've got new... Uh, 18 to hit. Uh, yes, definitely. Yep. Your armor okay. class is 14. And that is nine points of damage. Good. So yep. the first one hits one of them in the shoulder. It spins around and... Yep. Roars in pain. Second attack. 22 to hit. Yes. So armor class 14. Yeah. Just everyone, everyone knows armor class 14. Mm-hmm. Get 14 or higher, you hit. And that is 13 points of damage. Oh, very good. Very, very good indeed. Okay, great. So, so yeah, the second one hits the other one in the stomach. It doubles over and just kind of... Mm. That is then going to be Mark's turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to move towards... Now, the... Um, do they all... They all look interchangeable. I mean, they all they look all... Of, the, of a similar type, you know? Yeah. One does not look more uh, powerful than the others. The, the one that was the ranger... Yes. Uh, are they, like, standing in the middle or something? Or... Yeah. Okay, I'll attack them and to start off with. Sure. Uh, as, as, as good a target as any, particularly because that was the one that got the 13 cool. damage. So yeah. for focus fire reasons, it's a good idea. Bonus action, I start raging. Cool. Yeah. So the spirits of my ancestors start, of start manifesting. Dirty 20 to hit. Yep. That is a refreshing uh, 15 <laughs> points of damage. Very good. Okay. Woo! Lovely. And then... Yes. And then, my second attack. <laughs> yes, the halberd swings around with ferocious grace, um, cutting I'll, into the horns of one, and then the backswing will... I'll, I'll just follow... Uh, I was about to say Rhea. I forgot your character's name. Adelise. Adelise's uh, lead and attack the other one that was hit. Okay, sure. Uh, just wanted to hit the uh, the ranger first. Uh, that's still uh, 17 to hit. Yep. So that's going to do it. And that's another uh, 10 damage to it. Splendid. Nadia. People that hit me still up. Yes. I would like to hit them back. Great. With prejudice. <laughs> with with pre- Twice. Maybe even with two smites, since you're about to... Uh, Do I get two smites as well? You get as many smites as you have spells. Spell spell and, and hits. Um, okay, so I rather imagine a solid 26 would hit on the first one. Uh, you sure can, yeah. Also, now you have level 2 spells, you can do an extra smite, which will, which will, if you expend a second level spell slot, it'll be an extra 3d8 rather than just 2d8. While we're on that, I think because you're hitting fiends and undead, you get an extra d8 as well. So you standard 2d8 plus an extra d8 for Fiend and an extra d8 for every higher spell slot you, you use. Yeah, wow. That's 20 damage on the first one. Okay, so you kill that one. That was the ranger. So you're, you're, this is through your scimitar? 
Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're well, it's magical, isn't it? No. Yes, yeah. Your magical scimitar, glowing with white divine fire, just slices this demon's head off its shoulders, and it explodes into infernal ichor and disappears mm. back yes. to the abyss. What's its armor class? Fourteen. Yes. Are you smiting on this one as well? Fuck yeah! Why not? This is the right time to <laughs> smite. Yeah, this is the right time. Yeah. yeah. Literally right. about to go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Against fiends and undead. So that's like an extra forty-eight then. Yeah, forty-eight. <laughs> Plus your... I just figured if we go to hell, it's probably worth double-checking that, yeah, fiends yeah. are undead. Just take a bonus yeah. one day. Very important. 30 damage. So you kill the one, you spin around, <laughs> and then you... Rhea is very Ooh. impressed by this. Feels good. Yeah, Rhea just looks at you in wonder and impression, and and, uh, and and reverence. You slice the other one's head off, and it is dead. Once again, your white fire cauterizes the wound as it explodes into demon icon and is sucked back to the abyss. It all happens in slow motion, and my hair... Just like gently waves and trees. <laughs> Rock opera plays in the background. Yeah. Ben. Right. Left. One. Right. Oh, yeah, oh, and Rhea, sorry, yes. She was so shocked for a moment, she almost mm-hmm. forgot to <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, so those two are dead. Who's the next kind of closest? Well there's, there's only one left. One one okay, well, left. Just mm. definitely gonna go for that then. Thirteen? Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Fourteen. No. no. Rhea. God. Yeah, you do the attacks. multi-attack thing, though? Yeah, so, two-attack thing. No. <laughs> okay, that's fine. She's too impressed. She's, she's actually just, mm. just like, her, her knees are weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Ben, your turn. All right, she'll cast Tasha's Mind Whip on the remaining... Uh, Blood Breezy, was it? It needs to make an intelligence uh, saving throw against 15. Fails. Excellent. All right. In that case, it's going to take 11 points of damage. It no longer has a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it, on its next turn, it must choose whether it gets a move, an action, or a bonus action. Oh and that's my. it. It okay. only gets one of those. Wow, holy shit. Good work. Okay, then. In that case, then. Oh, and one more thing. Yes. I'm going to put Clapper into play here. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to have him uh, basically crawl alongside and like make contact with or up the uh, demon. Okay, yes, yeah, so Clapper just, like, just jumps onto him. Yeah. <laughs> like, l- latches not on. With the, yeah, not with the intention of, you know, going, aha, in your face. More no. in, about being quiet like, about it. Yes. Oh Sne- like, sneaks up. It's like, okay, hey, great. Nick. Um, mm. not very much point doing much here at this stage. Like, because uh, there's one left. He's pretty yeah. much under control. I mean, it's still dangerous. But what are you going to do? Take a nap? Can you just help? Just <laughs> <laughs> try. Okay, I'll cast Fireball on him. Bam. Fireball. Fireball. Wait, no, no, Okay, fine. Oh. Great. So, Where did this come from? Wait, what? All of a sudden, a fireball erupts around, and he fails his save. Uh, uh, now he'll take half damage because, obviously, you know, fiend. But even so, it's bad. That's a free action. Can I dismiss Clapper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I'm in the so Clapper right. just like leaps from no, this like, thing's body, like unless you <laughs> unless you two are coming at him from opposite angles, I can angle a corner onto him. I figure. Like, unless you do it, like, literally like that. Any other angle I put Yeah, you're in front. You can target the fiend and only the fiend. That's fine. What is the damage? I'm still adding it up. Oh, like, 27. Good. Good. But so... It's, like, halved. Purple and green flame and everything. Just a casual flick of the wrist kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) So everyone's rather surprised. Uh, Top of the round. It's turn. It is going to... It only has one action available to it. Yeah, it's it's, going to keep attacking Nadia. One attack. Mm -hmm. And that's all it does. It misses, too. Cool. You block perfectly. Uh, Sam. <laughs> okay. Just 
watching this. It's what? badly wounded. What? It's been blasted with fire, which it's resistant to, not immune to, so it's still yeah. hurt. It's not a fucking fireball, so... It's still a fucking fireball. Yeah. Uh, did Raya look very interested that he did that, or...? I mean, surprised, I think, is the word, <laughs> yeah, since yeah. literally you've never done anything... Uh, ir- Remotely. Ever before. Evocation-wise, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I'm just going to keep blasting at it. Yeah, right. Do it. Do it. Two... White fire beams of eldritch blast blasting its stupid goat face. Mm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so that's 20 to hit. Yep. Yep. Seven damage. Good, very good. Yep. Second beam. That is, oh wow, 23 to hit. Yes. And that is seven points of damage. That is a dead blazau. Mm. So the final blazau once again implodes into demonic ichor torn back to the abyss from which it was spawned. Uh-huh. As far as you are aware, you are safe in our combat. Mm. There's still that one above the door, but you know. Ooh. But we don't know that's there. Actually, we do now. You oh, do. we do now. Yeah, okay. you do. So, back to the inn. <laughs> so, so you stroll back in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, change your mind, did you? They're like, we have just dispatched three demons that were hiding in there, and that earns us the right not to have our hands ribbon tied. That's Thank you, I'll be taking no questions at this time and just walk on through. As that heart works, everyone has to have their hands tied. Even the demons? Because I didn't see the demons had their hands tied. <laughs> you know what? There's still demons in there, and unless we go in there, we just tell everyone that there's places full of demons. That you let in. Do you smell that sulfur? <laughs> okay, they look very intimidated by the two of you. My friends are still reeling from battle, and perhaps have lost their social niceties. But I think we can all agree that we just did your tavern a service. Outside the tavern. It could be somewhat of an understanding from here on out as we are clearly not here to do harm to anybody other than people who wish to do harm to you. So, oh, If we're intimidating them, I can definitely help with this. This is true. Great. Give me an intimidate check. Okay. Nadia, give me, give, me, give me a persuasion check though because that was pretty good. You may have advantage. I, don't know I, could, I, could stand, I could just stand behind her. And, <laughs> and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, like kind words and a stick. <laughs> and and, and a, an angry looking demonic... <laughs> Tiefling behind her. Um, that is... How does the death stare go? 24. Good. All right. So they just say, all right, we will escort you in to deal with the other threat. They, they, they clang their little gauntlets together. <laughs> so cute. And they, get, and they grip their, their little halberds. Mm-hmm. And they say, all right then, let's go deal with this other demon. Um, That's not what I... I wasn't <laughs> adding on to the actual demon bit. I but wasn't agreeing that that is something that was in there. Why don't you wait here and I'll get the demon to come out. We call pile on him there. Out here where we won't break your furniture or wreck my meal. Okay, so they, they look at each other. But you, they were very convinced by Nadia's words and the fact that they're there. So they say, all right, so what, what do you want to do? Just go in there and deal with it yourself? No, I'm just going to lure it out here. Yeah, so we don't break your tavern. You may keep your weapons and unbind your hands. Well, I'll just, I'll just turn into the ranger girl. Okay. Walk in there. You've told me where it is. Gesture to the door. Be like, <laughs> come out here. You hear, you hear invisible wings. And I'll, uh, I'll tap at my shoulder to come sit on my shoulder. You, if you gesture at it, you yeah. hear invisible wings uh, start to flap away. Do invisible oh. wings sound any different to visible wings? Yeah, a little bit. It's a third party. They, they go to flee. Like it's, yeah. you, hear, you hear wings flapping off into the night. They're cottoned on. Can I Yes. some kind of role... Because everybody has rope in D and D, lasso the imp. You may. How do I do this? So you have rope. I don't know. I just think that that would be funny. Let's listen. That's. I will allow it. I will allow you to. I mean, okay. So first of all, give me a dexterity check to see how quickly you can fashion a lasso. I have minus one dexterity. Can it, it's already a lasso. 
Is it? Yeah. For kinky reasons. For reasons. Fine. You have a She's lasso. She's a big bad cowboy with her. I'm going to give you one chance to try to lasso the imp. It'll be like a ranged grapple check, so we'll, we'll, we'll call it... Athletics? It's a disadvantage because it's invisible, uh, but it'll, you can use athletics and it'll have to be dexterity, not strength. Dexterity athletics. Actually, no, it'll be an attack roll. A dexterity attack roll, though, to sort of entangle. So what is... The, so I minus one. Uh, no, no. Your proficiency, though. So two. Plus two. Plus three. But minus one. Yes. So, yeah. So, so two. Yeah. How does 11 sound? Now, here's the funny thing. Didn't you roll a 12? <gasps> what? Didn't you just roll a 12? Yeah, she's got minus one. Yeah. yeah, but you got plus two as well because of proficiency. Yeah, I rolled a nine. Ah, uh, you rolled a nine. Sorry, I thought it was oh. on your other dice. No. So the lasso fails to ensnare the imp and it flies away into the night. Does it say anything? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> No, it says <laughs> That would have been so cool. Mm. It would have been. Cool. It was probably a third party. It's either a third party or mm. could see through my ruse. What do you mean by third party? That it wasn't here with the demons, that it was a devil. We know that there's de- various different well, factions vying for this shield. We know that What's-His-Face had imps under his, ma- like, monitoring things. Yep, yes. that's a range on that. So we have, the, we have the Cult of Zariel, we have yes. the Cult of the, of the Hidden Lord, Indeed. we've got some third one that was being mentioned. These were demons, not devils. So this is cults, man. Yeah. Cult of Astaroth. Was. Cult of Astaroth, that's the other one. So this may have been Cult of Astaroth trying to get the shield, and someone's mm-hmm. like, they're going to try and get it. So Cult of Zariel sent an imp to spy it out. Plus, there's also the Cult of Tiamat, that has issues with us and there's also the, <laughs> right. the cult of the three gods. We should really ask those people who they belong to before we kill them. I was thinking about that, but <laughs> sorry, then I blew them up. Who cares? So you dancing through life. <laughs> so the rest of the evening goes by relatively uneventfully. You have, a nice, you have a nice relaxing night in a nice comfortable bed for the mm. first time in a few days. Mm. The food is delightful. Oh. You have a nice dinner and drink. In the morning you awaken, you meet up downstairs, you have a nice lavish breakfast, I assume. Yes. Once again, final mm-hmm. meal before further final leg to candle keep. Sorry, uh, when you finish, then I'll... Uh, the only thing I was going to ask, sorry, is is there an opportunity for uh, Adelise and I to play a game of dragon chess using Uncle's uh, dragon chess? Oh, it sure as hell is. Oh, yes. <laughs> give me give me an opposed roll. So let's see who wins. Okay. So is it, but we need to check this. Is it a travel size chess set or is it a regular size I, no, chess it's a, it's a, set? No, it's a regular it's a, it's a, chess set. I, I imagine yeah. to go on a journey. Oh, true. <laughs> I, I imagine it's something like about this big that like folds open yeah. and it has like the three boards yes. that kind of flip up. Yes. And I would like to do one more thing with that. Yes. So uh, obviously, as and graces, I can't expect to receive any good quality service here based on my previous experience. <laughs> So when I wake up of a morning, the first thing I'm doing is I'm ritually casting uh, Unseen Servant. Okay. And then when I and then when I approach Adelise for a game, I have the Unseen Servant put together the chest set, so it's invisible for intents and purposes. It's unfolding and unpacking and stacking and arranging the pieces of the chest set. That's cool. Before it's size. Happening. That's really cool. All right. And then you sit and you look and you'll dragon you... chest sets don't do that. Mine do. What's our room configuration? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, that's a good point. We'll say that you booked out a room, like a yeah. large traveling room. So yes. it would be six, six bunk beds. Oh, sorry, three bunk beds, so six beds in total. Sure. Why, why are you asking? Oh. Uh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> she rolled to lasso Rhea. <laughs> she rolled to the- I now need to roll a stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> To be clear, to make sure nobody can hear us. Oh, no. Of course. Because of course. I definitely succeeded on my charisma check. <laughs> did you? Okay, yeah. what did you roll? 
It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm starting to think she didn't roll. You know I, I know. You, you competed this? Well, let's roll competing charisma. I, see. I, see. I rolled an eight. Right. I would like to oh. retroactively cast Liam's tiny hut within the room so I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> How many people can fit no. that? <laughs> I'm using my inspiration to re-roll. Roll a perception I'm gonna, check to make sure you use my a chance to give myself advantage. Also, okay. I should have rolled on the one. Jesus Christ. Oh, you still win. There you go. You, your, your action was... She's just too impressed with your... Uh, and this, no, it's, the, it's, it's the smiting, right? Yeah, yeah, I the mean, smiting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, although Rhea is not a paladin herself, she's very religious. And yeah. so is very, very venerating of paladins. And to see you actually do your paladin thing, just, you know, wow, who am I? And I've been a lot of devils and demons in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's more of a a light seduction. Some you know, some chats downstairs. Like everybody goes up to bed. Yeah. We stay up talking in the corner in a little booth, and we share some wine, and we get a little bit closer, and we you know share a little bit of a smooch, mm. and that's it. That's all that happens. Okay, that's fine. And I give you guys space. Isn't that nice? You give us right. space because you roll poorly. Sorry, that's what, that's no. what it is. Back to the dragon chest. <laughs> yeah. Not- it's just Nick looking. <laughs> <laughs> just Dragon chess. Yes. Now, uh, you do, want to make do, it just a straight do, roll? Yeah, we'll make it straight. Yeah. Do okay. it. Do it. So, intelligence plus proficiency in dragon chess. Let's go best of three. Yeah, I'm fine with that if you want to go. All right. 15. 15? Mm-hmm. And Ben? 26. God damn it. <laughs> and again? I hate you so much. <laughs> we'll say it starts off with a very aggressive strategy. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and the way that I'm... In addition to what we're playing, uh, I'm sorry, I need to dig up a name, but I'll make my second roll while that's happening. What'd you get? 18. Oh, wait, hang on. Am I, what am I adding? Uh, am I adding anything? Straight roll? Intelligence. It, I think a straight roll oh, for you. Yeah. No, it's a straight it? roll. 18. Okay. I think you managed to beat me on a 14. So hey. I'm playing it I'm playing it with you, and it's like, Silvara Savakas, the expert that we're going to see, yes. in addition to being a master puzzle box solver and a scholar par excellence, as far as the Nine Hells go. Mm-hmm. Also an avid dragon chess uh, player, and I do not wish to uh, find myself on the back foot there. <laughs> Very I good. do admit, I was a little surprised mm-hmm. that you wanted to play. I, need to- I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I suspect I'm not as, I, I wouldn't give you as simulating a game as some of your peers. But you, you, have a, you have a board with you, don't you? I've seen it. I do. Why do you have it then, if you're... Not able to play. I don't know. Sentimental value. From? I like the pieces. Sentimental. <laughs> Sometimes I like to meditate on the pieces. You know, kind of think about, and I move a paladin along the, the uh, plane. <laughs> nice. As, as, you, as you, the game turns a little bit in your favour. Uh, I, it's, I like to contemplate sometimes on my role and what I'm doing here. He's been very quiet lately, and I suppose <laughs> that... If he's not saying anything, I'm doing the right thing. As long as you don't see yourself as a pawn, I say, taking it from the board. <laughs> oh, nice. It's a good metaphor. It's a metaphor. Final roll. Final roll. All right. This is it. This is the decider. Three. Twenty. Okay. And. Yes. You have it, Ben. I take okay. the I take the highest plane. <laughs> That's good. I like that. All right. Next time, maybe. Plenty of opportunity. <laughs> Ha. That's great. Everyone gets inspiration back because that, that was just delightful. Jeez. Okay, so you set off 
the following morning after a nice breakfast. It is a little bit dreary today. It's not storming, but you know, it's overcast. There's a little bit of that miserable British weather where it's just raining kind of off and on, but not really. You know, the, the rain f- does not fully commit. You make your way across at early morning. There's fog on the moors around you and you make your way further until you get to, you, you actually pass over Burgost, basically. You, you, cause you, during, during the second day, you arrive there at basically midday so well we'll say you stop and maybe grab some nice food maybe have a drink at one of the pubs there but it's lunch a, there. yeah it's a small it's a large town to small city it's got a population of about three and a half thousand but you know it's a it is very very much a brief stopover before you continue uh, and so soon you are on the lion the way of the lion which is the road that winds up 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 to Candlekeep itself and it is by the evening of the sixth day that you have in fact arrived at Candlekeep now there are dark clouds in the distance and you trudge on uh, you actually arrive there by about maybe late mid-afternoon on the sixth day so it's overcast and uh, you can see that there is the little path that leads down to the sea it's actually a really picturesque view because the afternoon sun shines through the clouds briefly to illuminate the grey walls and the pale spires of this time-worn fortress that stands majestically atop a rocky promontory overlooking the sea Uh, the trail leads straight to it you can see that there is a very large gatehouse. Ben, of course, you're very familiar, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that any of you have been to Candlekeep before. Any of your characters mm-hmm. have. So as mentioned, so the, the road is rather steep and on an incline. And when you get to the top, you can see that there are three monks in purple robes. Hmm. Uh, there's an elderly human woman with dark skin and very, very short cropped grey hair. There is a shield dwarf. He's a blonde, chubby but very friendly looking fellow. Uh, basically looks like a dwarven version of Friar Tuck. The robes of Candlekeep are very much like sort of Franciscan friar style. They are mm. very sort of woolen and kind of thick rather than being fancy and silken. And they've got, you know, the hoods and the, the whole bit, you know, uh, sandals, that, that whole situation. Uh, and there is also a sun elf. Uh, there's a female sun elf who has got bronze skin and jet black hair uh, and big bright golden eyes. And the three of them are there. They are the avowed who will judge you at the gatehouse there. You can see that there are a couple of guards dressed in there, but Candlekeep itself. Um, do we bring a... Yes. Okay. So, Indeed so. Yeah, so, yeah, we're just talking about books. Oh, of course. Yes, exactly. So you have to hope that the two books you so have are sufficient. I reach into the bag of holding and pull mm-hmm. out the big red book and the blue, little blue one. Mm-hmm. Okay, splendid. So, uh, first of all, uh, yeah, so Candlekeep, it, it is, it looks like a birthday cake. It's just got so many, <laughs> it has so many towers. It is just like a birthday cake with a million candles stuck into it. It's just, it, 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 so it's the, like pink frosting. Yeah. As yeah. Well, right? So it's, it is, a giant granite birthday it is, cake. It is perched right on the edge of a huge cliff overlooking the city. The, the, the water rages and crashes against, like the White Cliffs of Dover type situation. Mm. Um, there are just dozens of tall, thin towers that make it a really impressive looking edifice. Many of the towers there, so the, the building itself, it, it looks ancient and old. You know that it is the arguably the greatest library in the world. It is also the place where the prophecies of Orlando the Sage were which is basically the Nostradamus of Forgotten Realms. So he predicted, he's an ancient sage who predicted all of these events to the point where many of the years of the calendar is a... Is he 
actually... <laughs> so the like exact opposite he's... of Nostradamus, yeah. then. Sorry, sorry. Nostradamus was just real fucked up. No, okay, okay, okay. He is the most famous prophet, is what I mean, right? He's the most... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the most... He is the but most... But he actually predicted. But he actually... <laughs> yeah, so far. He's quoted in, like, the intro to the Baldur's Gates games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Because yes. Candlekeep... You start Baldur's Gate in Candlekeep. That's well, Baldur's Gate 1. Baldur's Gate 1, exactly. Uh, but no, so he is... All over the Sage is basically the actual... The best and most ancient sage of all made so many prophecies, many of which are ambiguous, but so mm. far many of them have come true to the point where, like, he, he has an almost perfect record as far as like that kind of thing goes. It's that kind of prophecy where it's like he doesn't really know what he's predicting, so he can only speak in general terms and sort of you don't realize it until after the fact, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. that bastard! <laughs> so the monks approach you warmly um, from the gatehouse there, which you know stands. It looks a little bit intimidating. Looks a little bit intimidating, to be honest. Uh, but on their robes, they have got around their neck the holy symbol of Dinia, who is the god mm-hmm. of writing. And the symbol is a lit candle above an open eye. And so the, the human woman walks up to you and, you know, gives you a little bow. And, you know, she stands there with her, her hands tucked into her sleeves, you know, monk style. And she says, greetings. It is lovely to, it is lovely to see you, travelers. You wish entry into Candlekeep? We do. We are not just sages in the search of knowledge, but we also uh, come with urgent tidings for which we must uh, find answers. Well, what have you brought as far as a tribute to our writing collection? I hand you the first book. It, the uh, thick red book, which was the, I think, the edition, the second or the first edition of... Ah, mm-hmm. oh, crap. I'm blanking on it. Um, Dryads. Dryads. Dryads, thank you. Yes, indeed. Okay. And so we present to you the gift of knowledge to add to the uh, already heavy shelves of candle kit. Okay. She smiles. This is a little ceremony thing. So she she smiles and gestures to the dwarf who steps forward, gives you a big warm smile and mm-hmm. takes the book and looks at it and, and looks impressed. Mm-hmm. He delicately, ever so delicately. And by the way, they've all got uh, very, very nice purple gloves on. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like <laughs> takes it and opens it and starts to very, very carefully turn a couple of pages. He inspects the spine, holds it up to the light and the sun, and then turns to her and gives an enthusiastic nod. She says, this is a worthy gift and will suffice entry for, I think, all fi- for uh, I think five of the six. Then allow me to offer this one uh, additional gift. Just tie Doctor Knock outside and leave the ball <laughs> A journal. A journal. This writer's own unique thoughts. Unique in all the realm. Mm-hmm. She says, We are quite discerning when it comes to the proffering of journals, as they are so easily counted as unique, but oftentimes do not have much in that, that would be considered worthy knowledge. Let me this, let yep. me inspect. This journal contains information of the Hellriders and with the destruction of Elturel, such information is no longer in supply. A limited edition. She nods and says, You speak of the tragedy and you speak wisdom. Very well. She looks at us. More than acceptable. Your gifts are gratefully accepted. Please, may we ask what brings you here? What do you see? What knowledge here do you seek? Because they have to, yes. you know, you know, Ben, they're, 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 it's not just that they have to evaluate your gift to, to enter. They're actually a little bit picky yeah. about finding out why people have come. Um, mostly they're just making sure you're not here to steal or burn shit or that you don't mean trouble for anybody else that's in here. Because mm-hmm. because it's such a safe zone, it is such an absolute neutral territory. A lot of people who are in danger for things that they've done uh, have a, an unfortunate habit of trying to hide out in Kendall <laughs> Kingdom. Amazing that Asher's uncle was 
banished. Oh yeah, from the it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the local philandro <laughs> sanctuary, sanctuary. Oh, I wish you'd never taught him that word. Yeah. <laughs> running naked. Through <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like I think if you're hiding out there, you're probably not going to rock the boat too much. No, no. We, but apparently. He did. He, he did. just can't control himself, sounds like. Okay. We so, seek, so yeah. We seek the counsel of Savira Savakast. Oh, on what matter? On the matter of Elterel's destruction. Oh, I see. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Very well. Welcome back to you, and welcome to our walls, the rest of you. Uh, Dr. Bows. Huh. Okay, she looks she she pulled out a book that she has hanging off her um off her belt, and she falls through and says and then she gives you a small brass key. Okay. It's like, these quarters will suffice. Under the awning, and she, she gives you just, you know, it's boring directions, but it's, it's very specific directions. It's a, There's about four or five steps to it, because it's a big, complex place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she says, there will be sleeping quarters in there for eight. Excellent. Thank you. It's like, and with this book, you may stay as long as you wish. I will offer a half-folded napkin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so she, she, just, she just looks she looks at it and says, what is this? My offering of writing. Oh my god, friend! Oh, you god. are already allowed within the walls of our uh, like, within the walls of our keep. I'll take him back then. <laughs> I, if I can, telekinetically <laughs> snatch the napkin <laughs> out of the avowed hand, and Ray, then Ray just like, what are you doing? And then you, and then use prestidigitation to set it on fire. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I didn't already use now thaumaturgy. I'll we'll never know what was on that napkin. This you know is what? his phone number. You know what? <laughs> I'm, so you, I'm fine with that. Do you remember where you can find oh, Savira? Can. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very much so. Okay. Uh, well, with that then, you make your way into Candlekeep. So as you go on in, uh, you can see that there is there's the big court of air. So as you go through the guardhouse and into the actual main fortress itself, there's this huge, spacious cobblestone courtyard. And you can see that there's like little park benches and beautiful, in, in some cases, like magically created trees. And mm. some of the trees have been warped through druid magic to form these beautiful sort of like mm. benches, reading benches for people to sit on. And you can see there are hammocks, there are uh, some benches are for lying down on, other ones are for sitting, and yet there are all these people just sort of quietly, you know, conversing and talking and reading everything from scrolls to books to examining papers. Um, as we're going along, do we see any particular shops, any particular markets, that sort of thing? Uh, so you know that there is a kind of like a sort of a shopping area, but not in this courtyard here. This is just kind of like the main sort of thoroughfare here. Uh, there is also a you you know Ben yep. that you can, you can show them around basically mm. we'll, we'll say that you're just like oh god and, yes and over there is the house of rest that's a building that's you know with filled with rooms mm. of bunk beds for seekers because uh, technically you're all seekers now that's what you yes. uh, oh, okay what visitors are called is short for you know seekers of knowledge mm-hmm. and so and there's the hearth which is a vast dining hall and a tavern mm. which has got a huge fire pit in the center and then there's the and there is a bathhouse as well mm-hmm. it's a very luxurious uh, place to to stay, actually. Uh, picking up on Adelise is what, is what Adelise is looking for. Uh, I believe she's looking for com- uh, like a marketplace for components. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, so the tavern will be, uh, has, a, there are some shops there. So like, there's like a blacksmith, there's a tailor, mm-hmm. there is um, uh, places where you, a general goods store, but a, a general goods store here mm. will involve magical things, including mm. magical components, magical items, mm-hmm. all, all sorts of stuff. So, okay. yeah, definitely. So, just interesting that with the tunnel thing. So, you're telling me that spellcasters have used magic to twist living things into still living furniture that people use? Uh, druids, yes. Okay. People do that at the Hang moment. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. frame 
works. Yeah, I was going to say, that's uh, in a different context. <laughs> that's quite horrifying. So now you know, Ben, yes. um, exactly where Sylvira's tower is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that she has basically a laboratory at the top of one of the one of the smaller towers. Yep. You know that she tends to work with uh, a couple of people, but mostly when she does most of her experiments and such, she's very much by herself. Mm-hmm. She's not unpleasant or anything like that no. but, but she's she just uh, her, her subject her reading matter her whole like thesis about reading about nine hells I imagine exactly doesn't yes. make her particularly comfortable to be around no so are you all going to go straight to the tower that's if people are good with that if not then we can you know I'm happy to show you all around as we're walking along there's a moment where Adelie's like pulls Ash's yep. arm back to kind of walk closer to him now just, just as we're walking, and before we get any s- surprises, like yes. last time, oh. is there anything else you want to warn us about Sylvira? <laughs> what? No. Uh, oh, are you talking about uh, Analdo's Look, Analdo is Analdo. There's a reason why he's in Baldur's Gate and not in Alterel. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Sylvira, no, you'll get along with her fine. She's a okay. tiefling. And also, uh, yes. Nothing. Okay. Please continue. There's a tiefling who's also uh, an avid studier of the Nine Hells. She's obviously what she reads and what she's... uh, (laughs) Her field of expertise doesn't exactly make her great to have around over dinner. And oftentimes she'll find herself (laughs) relegated to the end of the table, but... So, and this is very quiet, so we're not going to get any surprises. Well, I wouldn't say that. (sighs) Okay. Good to know. All right. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> um, everyone who just making sure everyone has their inspiration yep, back. Yeah. You've done yep. some really nice role playing. Very well done. Yeah. Now, okay. So all of you. So you make your way through the halls. Um, so this is like Hogwarts, right? They're just these academic halls that you that you make your way through. There's towers. You you pass by. You know, groups of monks, but all sorts of folk are in here. I mean, people of all different species, nationalities, uh, mm. it's just, a, it is an absolute melting pot of creative minds mm. and, and weird travellers. So you make your way through to her tower. Is it largely quiet? Like, not like, you know, creepily quiet? No, no it, it is. It, it, it definitely has that tone of a library where yeah. you know, people, people talk, but like, you don't... Shh. You don't hear any loud conversations or screaming or anything like that, so I think Doctor's very uncomfortable in the environment. (laughs) It's just because it's like it's quite like it feels Mm. that thing, and you just like you feel really awkward. (laughs) He's afraid to touch anything. He's afraid to do anything. He's afraid to move weirdly. He's just like I don't want to. Okay, it's a really serious place. Uh, Yeah, you're all right. (laughs) So you get to the top of the tower. So. The walls of this circular tower chamber uh, are punctuated by arched windows, big arched windows, that are currently all shuttered. So it's actually quite dark when you come in here. That, and her door is open, by the way. It's unlocked, I should say, and is slightly ajar. So you just, you know, push it and open, open in. There are bookcases that are filled with all sorts of eldritch volumes standing between the windows. And there are tables, five of them, that are crowded with specimen jars, alchemical equipment, and other clutter. She has basically a conspiracy wall on one <laughs> side that so. has just got, like, you know, complete with, like, red women, ribbon tying together. You can see in Infernal script, all kinds of things. As soon as you come in, you hear this, ah! and in the corner, you can see that there is a spindly little demon with warty green skin, mm. which you recognize as a quasit. Oh, which yes. Is, which is like the demon equivalent of an imp. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know 
that this closet is called Jezebel. And despite her appearances, she's very naughty, but she is otherwise uh, very, very, she's very chaotic, but is actually quite a pleasant little thing. Uh, And so there's a middle-aged typhling woman who is in the middle of the room. Uh, She's tall, she's broad-shouldered, and she's dressed in wizardly robes that are a combination of purple and red and silk. Uh, She has a very kind of stern appearance, and she is reading a book standing up in the middle of the room. Uh, and she looks like she's angry at the book, basically. Oh. <laughs> you know? And so when when Jezebel in the corner goes, ah, visitors, she turns and says, oh, I can't tell you how pleased I am to see you alive. It's so good to see you as well. Also alive. Savannah, how are you? I am troubled and puzzled and frustrated and uh, angry and tired and a little hungry. Mm-hmm. You? Oh, I'm sure all of those things. Food, perhaps? Food is delightful. Oh, you have friends. Uh, yes, allow me to present. Uh, Wait! Are you are you carrying... The, is the shield hidden or is it like... Yeah, it's, it's concealed yeah. underneath the illusion of my clothes. Okay, that's fine. So you can't see it. You should be able to detect it. No, 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 no. no. That's that's fine. Disregard. Carry on, Ben. All right, excellent. Then allow me to present Adelise Aragast, Doctor Rock Diver. Dover. Dover, sorry. Sorry, Silver Tunnel. And Shuri Harima. And Raya Mantamal. It is a deep pleasure. It is a deep pleasure to meet all of you. And I believe I've met you. I've met you before, Adelise, in Alterel. A while ago, I, I, I found, you will pardon me for saying so, but I found your nature very compelling. <laughs> oh, I see. There are not many celestial warlocks that I'm aware of. You are a rarity. Indeed. We shall have to catch up later. But pray, apart from the fact that you are alive, which is absolutely splendid, mm. I'm, I'm so, so sorry for what must be countless losses. I do not even know where to begin. So... I will speak on the matter no more until you broach the subject. She says, and she she looks to you, Nadia, and says, "I hesitate to ask this, but I had very good dealings with your parents once upon a time. I I suppose that it is fair to say that they were lost with the city." Yes, that's right. This brings me sadness, and I you you have my deepest deepest condolences and sympathies of what little good that will be. Thank you. It was hard losing not just. My family, but the knowledge that everything that they contributed to the city is now lost as well. I hope that in some way I can perhaps not avenge them, but build something out of the seemingly purposelessness of what has happened so far. A splendid notion, and I, and I hope that it comes to pass. But tell me, what, what has brought you here? What, what can I help you? you? You have come to me for my expertise in something, I do not doubt. And you are correct in that assumption. Uh, it's perhaps best to start at the beginning. And Nadia, if you'd like, mm-hmm. seeing as you were the one who discovered this, this is the prophecy that you um, oh, saw the in the prophecy. book. There. When the box is opened in the house, oh, I'll just say, obviously, you know, these are the prophecies I've read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. Commence Gregorian chanting. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I should have seen this coming. <laughs> Why did you trust me with this? I don't know. raise the box on high, <laughs> Sorry. All right, all right, all right, right. So when... Mark, stop. Sorry. When, <laughs> when the box is opened in the house of Alondo, the path forward shall be revealed. The next one is one of four shall be damned to hell. One of four shall be struck by a thunderbolt. One of four shall rise. 
The next is, The great sun shall be blackened, and the devil legions of Avenus shall conquer Altariel. 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 No, Nick's, Nick's mispronunciation yes. has mispronunciation. gotten to me. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one is, Conflict shall come to the great cities of Waterdeep. Al-Alathka? al Katla? Alfkatla? Alfkatla, Alf I believe, is how you pronounce it. But yeah, it's yep. some of the pronunciations. Ah, Erebor. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, she says, um, right, well, that is all fascinating. What box? Then we. I. Yep. Yeah, open up the bag of holding. I actually pull out a strip of cloth and actually like hook it I'm, I'm gonna try and hook it around the box so I'm not actually touching it mm-hmm. right do you want do you want me to carry it so if anything no, happens no it's I can... fine <laughs> and just very carefully just so she's not touching it no so her eyes light up and she looks absolutely fascinated and says oh, you've brought me a puzzle box before we that is a lot of excitement for what could potentially happen. But yes. <laughs> it has been ages. Lulu will be so excited. Lulu. Perhaps it's best we discuss the consequences of the particular puzzle box. Oh, yes. We believe this to be the instrument of Elturel's destruction. I beg your pardon. <laughs> she, she, yeah, her excitement fades for a moment. She turns to you with a scrutinising expression. Now that I think of it, I am afraid that we've got this here now, too. This is why we've kept it. Pretty much in the uh, bag of holding and always in the bag of holding. Oh, so you, just... you, you suspect the contents of this were responsible for Elturel's destruction? Or mm. linked to it in some very direct way. High Observer Thavius Krieg of Elturel used the puzzle box in some configuration which resulted in the destruction of Elturel. Krieg himself managed to escape, taking shelter with a cult of Zariel. Zariel, Archduchess of Avernus, first layer of hell. She just, like, recounts yep. it. As, like, a, yeah. Indeed. Sorry. She's, so that is just, I mean, to say that that's shocking news to her is an understatement. So she honestly says nothing and just mm-hmm. just lets you continue, mostly by the fact that she's dumbstruck. Indeed. Thavis Creed sought shelter with the Cult of Zariel, which was uh, located within Baldur's Gate under the uh, under the leadership of uh, Duke Vanthampore. She, she just continues to be boggled and says, this is absolutely incredible. Are you, are you sure? We have witnessed the temple to Zariel and the rites that were taking place. Not more than five nights hence. And they called me mad. <laughs> I suspected Thavius Krieg of some ill doing for a long time. Many of my trips to Elturel for investigations into its history were... I, I suspected that there was something untoward about him. And that's... and that companion. Mm. It's at this point that my eyes go over to the board with all the red... <laughs> Does it all lead to Thavius Creek? She says, all right, all right. So you're saying that there are answers in here? There are answers in here, but there are more... Uh, there are more things that we need to put before you before um, we can talk to that. The the cause you thing, the the prophecies, she said they will rise and they also had that on the roof. You told us someone told us. Me told and us. the cult just kept yelling it at me. Yeah. One of those really good and call and response things they had. Because I figured out that because hell is down and rise, they're gonna try and escape from like it's all ah, together. So do you suspect that Elturel was originally going to be the place of a new gate to hell and 
that failed somehow. So that is why it was destroyed rather than, you know, uh, b- becoming a gate. Well, we do now. Yeah. <laughs> that is, well, that is something that has been, uh, if you look back at the history of El Terrell, the uh, it already seemed to be the site of some sort of uprising. In the fields of the dead, there was a portal to hell. Mm. Hence the hell ride, of course. But that closed that portal. All right, then. So there is one more uh, piece of this puzzle before we uh, investigate things further with a puzzle box. She says, of course. Please. And I'll look to uh, Silvertongue on this. Ah, I'll pull out the shield. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you got me. I'm sweet snapping duck shit. <laughs> That's the shield of the Hidden Lord. We know. <laughs> it also talks to us. Hey, who? It's kind of rude. <laughs> We've been traveling with it for seven days. You, you have? That is very dangerous. Do you know how corrupting that thing is? Very. It's also rather useless. You heard me! It's like, oh, I can give you lots of power, but I won't even do the most my basic mundane tasks in return. She says, Oh, I have studied this shield. I'm flattered. <laughs> he says he's flattered. He says, It's speaking to you. Yep. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, and this also is in the possession of this cult, you say? Indeed. Yeah. Thavius Krieg was calling upon his power, or at least trying to call upon his power, before it decided to turn on him. <laughs> Once re- again, proving that he's a useless prat. She runs over to her conspiracy wall and goes, Krieg! And like, <laughs> punches, punches the wall. She says, right. Okay. Okay. So we need to get this puzzle box open, yes? No. Yeah. Wait, what? What? The answers to what we seek lie within the puzzle box. We need to know more about what is being planned. For here's what we here's what we are not entirely certain of, but we need confirmation of. We don't know that the shield to the hidden lord is the only shield. There may be more of them. If there's more of these shields, who's to say there isn't more puzzle boxes? She says yes. That is one. That is one theory. Uh, scholars are divided on the issue, also as to his true nature, also as to whether or not he is trapped within the shield or whether he merely speaks through the shield. The prophecies, the prophecies to uh, of danger towards Waterdeep, Akatla, and Eriabor remain uh, still present. I can't imagine that they're going to divest and put all of their energies into this one puzzle box. Understood. Well, with your permission, then I suppose we should see fit to cracking open this bad boy. I must ask: Does the House of Orlando mean anything? It does. To you? Yes. This says, is right. this, she. She points at the ground. That's it. Is, ah. it is it is an affectionate name for Candlekeep. Mm. Oh, while it is the greatest book and knowledge repository in all of Faerun, it is uh, perhaps most prominently the resting the, the original location of Orlando the Sage. Ah, I did not know that. Ah. Okay, so you say the original resting place. He is buried here. Yes, in the catacombs. Has he been moving around? No. She says, that was perhaps poorly Ah, pedantry. She says, that was perhaps poorly phrased. I mean, to get it all the way off my back about that. <laughs> because we have other things to do. She says, may I? And she goes to grab the box. I, this is why we're here. Uh, Doctrine stands in front of people protectively. Thank you. She says, all right, we need to go to a safe place in order to open this. This is, this is uh, to put it bluntly, a doozy. <laughs> she says, I have never seen a puzzle box like this. All right, Traxagor. We'll go to Traxagor's tower. Tra- tra- okay. He has, he has wards. He, amongst other things, he does interplanar travel and summoning. He's got... He will be able to... Uh, well, the, the wards of Candlekeep are immensely strong. So the odds of this thing, if it goes wrong, summoning something are infinitesimally small. But 
not impossible. So let us, let us go. Traxagos Tower. Also, he is oftentimes a colleague of mine. And uh, honestly, if Lulu finds out that I opened a puzzle box without her, she will be terribly disappointed and inconsolable. Who is Lulu? Lulu. If I could ask. Oh, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> she says, you will enjoy Lulu very much, I think. All right. She is a powerful, powerful celestial who was, I believe, although her memory is hazy, I, I found rumor of a celestial that could tell tales of Avernus, lost in Avernus for a long time. However, I suspect, and this is just a theory, of course, I, her memory is very, very hazy, but every once in a while she gets flashes of things. But I truly believe that Lulu was the original companion, the celestial companion of the angel that led the Hellride. Uh. And while the angel and most of the original Hellriders were destroyed in Hell, I believe that Lulu survived. And maybe through the trauma of what happened, she, however, remains alive, but her memory is altered, almost wiped. But she's delightful. Fascinating. Traxagor, uh, don't worry when you see Traxagor, by the way. He was transformed by a malicious use of a wish spell many years ago, but turns out to prefer his current forms and has made no effort to go back. And with that, she takes the puzzle box and starts to storm off. She's not waiting for you, so I assume you you, you wander on through uh, (laughs) until eventually you get to another tower, which is actually quite close by. Traxagor is an an expert. He's one of the sharpest minds that I know, and I I, I would get his input on this beyond the protections of his tower. And so opening up, you can see... She just walks on through... Oh, does she use thaumaturgy to... Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> uses doors. telekinesis because she's an archmage. So oh, yeah, yeah. She, she just opens the door with telekinesis and inside you, in, inside you can see that there is just once again, uh, very similar to hers, although uh, more books and uh, less lab equipment. Um, but you can see that there is there is a huge... Uh, what looks to be a bit like a summoning circle, like a protective ward mm-hmm. uh, symbol on the ground. Uh, you know that, you know, summoning and such in Candlekeep is almost impossible, so it's probably not for that purpose, but it could be like an extra layer of protection or something like that. But when you go in, you can see that, I mean, there's, there's so much clutter here, though. This is not... Her room is full of stuff, but it's all pretty much orderly and neat. Mm-hmm. This just looks like an absolute madman's or, you know, mad wizard's lab, right? Like, it's, there's just there's just trinkets and paraphernalia. There's You can't even see through the whole room because there's, there's shelves of books that are just kind of put in the middle uh, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a rather chaotic angle. And so you wander on in. She says, Traxagor, Traxagor. Oh, yes. You hear what sounds like an old man's voice. And then a little otter <laughs> walks around the corner. Mm-hmm. And you can see that there is this little otter mm-hmm. who has got a little wizard's oh. hat and robe. And he says, oh, hello. Whoa, you've brought friends. Uh, Lulu, we have friends. <gasps> And just when you thought the cute shit could not double down, <laughs> oh my god! You see what is probably the most adorable creature you have ever seen in your entire life. Oh my god! You, so this creature looks like a small golden furry elephant that is about the size of a potbelly pig. Oh my god! With beautiful feathery golden wings. Ooh. And her little ears, or her big ears, I should say, are also feathered, like, so as to make basically four, you know, like two pairs of wings. One one is like her ears, the other one is her... I assume you mean teacup pig. Potbelly pig. That's quite a large pig, isn't it? Yeah, a teacup would be like about that big. Oh, so no, no, so she's she's small. She's she's small. She's she's the size of like a a really big pug. 
Yeah. Oh like a maybe, maybe like a foot and a half. Belly pug. Yeah. yeah like a, but she's she's uh, she's plump and she's got little little tusks and she's mm-hmm. got golden fur mm-hmm. and she actually glows a little bit. Like she's mm-hmm. a little bit ambient, like a celestial. And she's sort of. I mean, her wings are way too small for them to functionally work. But she sort of flaps around and and wa- and just and and excitedly walks up and sit <laughs> up to you. And says, oh my goodness! Hello there, my. <laughs> My name is my name is Lulu. My pronouns are she, her. I am a holophant, and it is just a pleasure to meet you. She's like the holy offspring of, of Dumbo and the crows. <laughs> like they got it on, and this is what resulted. And God, for some reason, said, "Yep, you know, I'm all about that. I'm, all I'm blessing it. you. Now you glow." She accented everything. She flutters excitedly up to you, and she says, "I just have a feeling it's going to be the very best of friends." <laughs> I actually can't. I'm great. Your, <laughs> your wings are amazing. Love it. Love it. Think about you. Floating elephant. Can't even. That ah, amazing. Amazing. Fantastic. We're gonna be great friends. I'll shake her trunk. Yeah. No. no she, so she's. Uh, she shake hands with her trunk. And so, yeah. So she she goes to give you she goes to give you a hug. Yeah. Oh, then no, I'm trying to listen. Like she it's a bit all like, weave to match her coloring. Yeah. Yeah. So she she's she's just the friendliest thing in the world. She goes to give you a little snuggle and like she just yeah she goes <laughs> just sort of, like is all excited and she just kind of snuggles up to you and try she kind of tries to hug you but can't because of her, mm, her little stumpy elephant legs. Little stumpy elephant legs. Oh, yes. yes. Where's Slubber Chops? Uh, so Slubber Chops, I believe, is sleeping in Nadia's backpack. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, fair enough. It's my shoulder cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, 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 he's sleeping right now. He's sleeping in your backpack. Oh, my God. Okay. No. She said, she said, well, I bring down a candle keep. <laughs> Demon shields. <laughs> devil boxes. <gasps> oh, and Lulu. she gets so excited that she Lulu. says, like, yes, Lulu, we have a puzzle box. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love puzzle boxes. It, watching watching her open them is like a... It's like getting a midsummer present. <laughs> oh, could this day get any better? I don't think so. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's. I mean, this is quite the puzzle box, though. You know, I, I, this, honestly, this is this is going to be a real test of my abilities. I'm not even sure if Lulu floats down and, and, and just sits there and says, "You know what? Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you believe you can." Oh, you believe you can? You're right. Oh, I know where you got that from. Let's just just, thank you, Lulu. You are you just you just lovely. All right. So she she takes the puzzle. Tries to go. Says, "Oh, I suppose in the circle, perhaps." He says, "The adorable otter forgotten." Get out of here, you man! <laughs> <laughs> Shove that leg off. That's exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So she put. So she puts it down, and she says, "Right." Okay. Yes. Now let me explain how this works. There is any number of ways that this can be booby trapped if it is not opened correctly. One of those ways, as I have seen in the past, is that the opener is possessed by a devil. So I want you to be very careful. And she takes a deep breath and says, and I need you to attack me if that is correct. If, if, it, if it occurs. If you see me if you see me possessed, I need you to do what needs to be done. Would it interfere with the harmonics of the circle if I were to cast protection from good and evil on you? Oh no, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Doctor's gonna stand so... right behind her though. With yes. like halberd out. And, and I'm like... gonna be behind Doctor. <laughs> you just stay where? Yep. All right. So I will cast protection from good and evil, which should ideally make her uh, immune to possession. But I don't know the particulars of this box. But okay. hopefully it'll mm-hmm. uh, assist in that regard. We will see. Uh, so Lulu just kind of like 
Lulu actually walks over to you, Nadia, because you, you, you're dressed in obviously, you know, you're paladin, you have your holy symbol of yes. uh, ill matter. And she said, Oh, goodness, are you a paladin? Yes, I am. Oh, that's lovely. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> I love paladins. Paladins are ever so special. Why do you say that? Well, there are not so many, and the gods do not choose to, uh, t- t- do not select so very many people to, to be their best and most loyal servants on earth. If you were to be a paladin, who would you be a paladin of? Oh, goodness, I could never. It, 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 I, I do not think that I'd be worthy of such an honor. What a, what, oh, goodness gracious, what a thing to say. <laughs> oh, my God. But honestly, all the gods of good are wonderful and true and have our best interests at heart, but if I had to pick my very favorite, I would say Bahamut. <laughs> Did not expect. That's a good choice. All tongues can be so jealous. <laughs> I'm listening for it. <laughs> my friend, um, my old friend, my warrior angel, who I uh, I, ser- I served as a loyal companion for for many years. Uh, she uh, she was a, was an archangel of uh, Amanator. Amanator is wonderful as well. She, what was her name? And she gets going. She's like, um, I don't I don't know. I don't remember so much, but I remember that we went through a portal, and it was near here, and there was demons. And there was devils, and we rode through, and it was wonderful. And we cut through them like a song through the air. But my angel was struck down, and I guess we lost. And no, there was. And then all of a sudden, she she's like starts looking off into the distance, mm. and, and you notice that Sylvira gets really interested and says like, "Yes, yes, go on, go on, Lulu. You're having a memory. Yes. Um, we were we were betrayed. I think that's right. I think we were betrayed, and I guess we must have lost as well." Maybe because we were betrayed. We were supposed to close the portal, but only after we got the people out, and after, only after we had returned. That's right. Oh no, but I just, I don't remember. I don't remember, I'm sorry. No, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. Is there some kind of condition that she has, or spell that has been... So Silvara says, Silvara says, I don't know. I honestly do not know. I, I suspect that she may have run afoul of the River Styx. You see, the oh. River Styx wipes memory. That's what, it, that's what it does. So she went to hell in, yeah. in whatever form she was, this or otherwise, mm-hmm. and she's fallen into the river but then still managed to get back. In, yeah, in Leith or whatever it is, I think. Leith is the one that brings forgetfulness, doesn't it? You drink uh, the waters of Leith. Yes. Uh, this is but it's fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the river, the river Styx is the river that goes through all of basically the infernal planes. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is the conduit from the abyss and hell. And in fact, that's why the blood war takes place in Avernus, because that is the place where the river Styx is, and that's where the demons come out of. Mm. Because the link between hell and the abyss can be breached uh, by the river Styx. It's, it, it, it's kind of the... Uh, the spine that links it all together. Excuse me, Lulu. Yes. Oh, that's me. Yes. <laughs> There's not a lot of documentation about the angel who led the Hell Riders. Is there anything, perhaps, that you recall about them? Oh, we were friends for many, many eons. Um, she was beautiful, and she was a powerful warrior, and I was her loyal companion, and I served with her, and we were best of friends. Do you know for how long? Oh, thousands and thousands and thousands of years we were friends. It's all very, very long. Epochs, I think. Mm. I just remember bits. Standing on a silver beach in Celestia, fighting demons and devils. 
Can I? I'll try and adopt a somewhat less demonic or devilish visage of Zariel that I've seen, and be like, "Did she look like this?" <gasps> yeah, that's her. Oh, good. That looks like her. There you go. Yeah. Zariel. Her name is Zariel. Was she? Sylvaka says. I'm sorry, what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it would just yes. blow in the Smirking God, blow the case wide open. <laughs> Traxico says, yes, uh, what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Everyone keeps talking about an angel that they charge into hell, and then mm-hmm. around the same time, a new overlord of Avernus crops up. Yes. He's the fallen angel. No one needs the, the name sounds it. And she said, oh, Thario would never fall. She's not a fallen angel. She was destroyed. Oh yes, yes, Liz, Liz, yes, Lulu, Lulu, Lulu. We don't, we don't know anything for sure. She <laughs> says, she says, Anthony on the R L Z. Don't tell me what to do. You didn't even know this two seconds ago. <laughs> She's a studied demons all the old life. Are you sure? Are you? Are you? Are you certain, Lulu, that your angel was in fact Zaria? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would explain the betrayed bit, and that explains what rise. What will fell will rise. Oh, maybe she was right to get back to heaven. Oh, maybe. that's sad. I'm opening this bloody box. <laughs> so she, she puts the box down. Wait, 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 hang on, wait, hang wait. on. She's just mad because we figured it out before her. <laughs> wait, Rhea, by the way. It's like, wait. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can you, you first? Is there a way that we can make sure that we mitigate as much risk as possible from whatever we do with this box? Not that I don't trust your skills. You're clearly the only person that's capable of doing this. But I'm just concerned about what comes next. No. Uh, we, we are taking precautions. And she says, more importantly, this is no coincidence. It can't be. You can't have brought this to me, where I and Traxagor have Lulu here, who is apparently the companion of the arch... Mm. Duchess... <laughs> and she pours a... If this is true, it is... Absolutely unprecedented. Rhea says, if that is true, then the Hellbiters, it was, no. <laughs> Rhea seems incredibly, like, stunned by this whole thing. Yeah. She places the box and this thing and says, all right, everyone stand ready. Ready to attack me if necessary. Or to deal with anything else that may appear. Sure. Yeah. Get it, Doctor. Your abilities to be able to detect uh, fiends mm-hmm. now would be an exceptional time. Switch it on. Uh, little Lulu, you know, goes up next to you. And I said, don't worry, Paladin, I got you. We look at Lulu and she's a fiend. <laughs> <laughs> she is the Archfiend Zariel. Yeah. Plot twist. She's too cute. Alright, so she has protection of good and evil on. She, yeah. We have uh, Shiri looking out uh, for a doctor's at the ready with a halberd. Okay, and she opens the box. Ooh. It happens very quickly. Oh, it's, crap. Like she just takes a deep breath and she just. and just opens it. Pops open. And then there's a pause. And then she reaches in, like reaches into the box and then pulls out something that's too big to fit in the box, frankly. Mm-hmm. It is a sheet of metal. Like a, like a, like a metal tablet made entirely from platinum. Mm. And it is about a foot and a half across. One of the edges looks to be jagged. Uh, if it was a piece of paper, you would assume that it has been yeah, torn, half a, yeah. torn in half. Yeah. But the strength required to do this with, mm-hmm. you know, solid platinum would be rather, you know, difficult. So, mm-hmm. um, and it has engraved on it writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just goes to read it. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't do that if I were you. Too late. She's reading it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do we get <laughs> Can to we see, just stop her? Do we get to see what... Not going into the circle. She says, wait, wait. Infernal. Um, sorry, anybody that wants to can give me a knowledge religion mm-hmm. yep. check. Yep. Kind of think it's a bad idea for her to read it. Oh my god, I love um, the fact. Sorry, you cool. don't, or you do? <laughs> no, I just mean in game. Last time we know, as far as we know, this thing blew up a city. If it was opened unsuccessfully, if it was booby trapped, twenty-one. Oh. Nineteen. Okay, so you know that this appears to be an infernal contract. Ooh. In fact, one half of an infernal contract. Mm. Because you know that when very, very important infernal contracts are made, the devil and the the mortal who the contract Mm -hmm. is made with uh, tear the contract into two copies, basically. And the devil keeps one and the mortal keeps the other one, basically. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's all all very above board. And so she reads it. Okay. Aloud or...? No, she just reads it to herself. And then you notice... I mean, I can stop her reading it. And you that's, can. I don't think in, in character would I do that because up to you. I think that this thing has blown up Altari. Um, that's wrong. Yeah, it'd be a spell, and she would be have to be reading it out loud or casting to be able to cast a spell. Does she look like she's casting but, a spell? But put another way, I mean, ultimately, this is a character decision for you. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think, and I think I probably. Ben, you would know that infernal contracts themselves aren't like harmful to read. They have yeah. to be able to be read I, by people to validate. But I, and, here's the thing: I but don't, he doesn't know. That I yet. don't have knowledge of what Nick's about to do, yeah. and I don't have the greatest knowledge of this kind of stuff. No, I probably wouldn't. Uh, whatever. We're in the warded tower. It's we cannot like be it. in more expert hands. Yeah, 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 so I probably wouldn't. I was just trying to think if I would because it's like, well, mm. so yes, she reads. So it. she reads it. Yep. And her hands start to tremble. Ooh. And she's just no, no. Oh. All right. Ah, uh, Silvana. She says, "On this, the fifteenth day of flame rule, in the one thousandth four hundred and forty-fourth year of Dale Reckoning, I, Naja Balandi. So Naja Balandi was the first high observer mm-hmm. who was the ruler of Elturel at the time that the companion appeared fifty, yep. okay. 50 years ago." So this is that's the date. Is it fifty years ago? That's with the vampire oh. thing. When when the when the companion appeared. Yeah. Yes. Is it the is it the cleric that prayed to the gods? Yes. So she was, she was the she was yeah. she was well. First of all, she was the uh, like the the observer of Elturel. But then once the companion came, mm. uh, the ruler of Elturel from that moment onwards was called the high observer. Okay. And so Thavius Creed was actually only the second high observer ever. Because right. he's been fifty he, years isn't that long. Because he's right? yeah. Because he's he's an old man. He he he's been in that position for about forty something years. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. Um, she was killed a, a, a few years after the companion appeared. Right. She was murdered. Just to, just to, just to be clear. Anyway, Nigel Balandi. Mm-hmm. I Nigel Balandi, by my authority as the High Watcher of Helm and the highest surviving mortal authority in the city of Elturel, do swear this oath to pledge my soul and the entire city of Elturel unto the Archduchess Zariel, to be so passed into her the custody at the end of 50 years, to later be transported to Avernus, and the former to be taken into her service. Uh In exchange for which, Zariel, the Archduchess of Avernus, and a faithful representative of Asmodeus, the Archfiend, Lord of the Ninth, and Nessa, Supreme Master of the Nine Hells, bestows the gift of the companion, a solar insidiator which shall be placed in the sky above Elturel for at least the term of this agreement and whose light will scourge the undead from the city. She further swears to render whatever may be necessary, sorry, whatever aid may be necessary, to end High Rider Clav Ikaya's reign of the gift of the companion, should the gift of the companion prove insufficient to this task. 
high rider Picard was the vampire lord. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. In consideration and honor of these mutual covenants, we sign in blood upon the day and year first written above. Zariel, Archduchess of Avenus, high what and the signatures there, mm-hmm. high watcher Naja Balandi of Elturel. Elturel is in Avenus. In Avenus. I not destroyed. I thought maybe they'd blow it up to stop it from being taken. Oh, wait, wait, says Traxicor. But, but, but why? What? Oh. I, she doesn't want to destroy Elturel. She wants to recruit for the blood war. Well, the holy folk. So it wasn't a destruction, more of a kidnapping. Taking. A recruitment. Our families might still be alive. It would behoove her to have them be alive until they can be turned. It's been at least, it's been eight days. Oh, yes, it's it's unlikely. (laughs) They've been in hell for eight days. Oh, my God, I can't believe everyone's still alive. I mean, could, could, wait, could they, could they really be? I, I don't know, but... I don't know. Wait, wait. Um, uh, Rhea said... Uh, this, this is a... Oh, no. She says, she says, wait a second, wait a second. You. She, she points at Rhea. She says, yes? You are... You're a hell rider, yes? Um, yes, of course I am. As am I. I'm important. Yes, you. The oath. This, this clicks something in my brain. What is the, what is, what is the exact wording of the oath that you swear? To the companion. Uh-oh. Let me help quote. Hang on, Rhea. Yeah, across Rhea, you just recite that. So, so Rhea says, I solemnly pledge my soul and blood and blade to serve as a knight of Elturel and share the oath of the High Observer in oh. honouring the gift of the companion. <laughs> okay. Oh. And, says, and she says, I... Oh dear. Yes! <laughs> and she continues. I shall guard the realm of Eltagard and all the lands which under Elturel's shield, upholding the laws of Eltagard and the commands of the High Observer, I shall live my life in strict accord to the Creed Resolute, placing it and this oath above all other doctrines. I shall be bound to all others who swear this oath, declaring them now and forevermore, whether in life or beyond the veil of death, to be my brothers in arms, to ensure the perfect harmony of our forces. I shall permit no difference in faith to come between us, but rather hold the companion, which I shall never attribute to one god or another as our common star. Mm-hmm. She says, oh my gods. And then, and, 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 and um, Selvira says, the oath, the, the creed resolute, binds to the oath of a holy observer. In swearing to become a hell rider, you... Bind yourself unknowingly to what the oath is because mm-hmm. the oath was in this fucking puzzle box all this time. Contract addendums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've sworn this. Every hell rider is doomed to serve hell. I never thought that I would break an oath, but oh, Rhea, Rhea says, "Oh hell, yeah. no, 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 no." But that's a it's fanciful talk. But it's I solemnly pledge my soul. And blood and blade. What? Ah, yes. You're pledging your family in doing that. Oh. Oh. That's why... That's not good for me. <laughs> uh, so little, little Traxagor says, By my reckoning with the lineage, as we, as, uh, I would suggest that about 
close to a third of the population of Elturel is a descendant of a Hellrider, if not one them, if not at least extensively. But the Hellriders predate the Companion. Didn't you tell me that the Companion was 50-odd years ago and the Hellriders were far before that? No, but this is this is one they swear since the Companion since the uh, Companion appeared. Yes. As, That's as, genuine as, in carry. I, I, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 like, good. So very trickily, uh, because <laughs> you're swearing to the oath which you would assume was, is just the oath, the oath of, hey, mm-hmm. the, the, the Companion's here, right? Don't like, do I, bad stuff. I swear, don't do bad stuff. No, 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 you've actually been, been swearing to this, basically. Uh, Solari says, all right, all right. So in that case, then, Elturel has been taken to hell and is still there in, yes. in Avernus. Do you think it's possible that it can be saved? What's the other half say? It, it's, it'll be a copy. It's an infernal contract. Lulu says, oh, I know how infernal contracts work. Um, they have, they can be destroyed if you, if, if you bring one half to the other half and then, then, and put them together, then they can be destroyed. But, but no, this is so easy, she says. If Ariel is the one who signed this contract, uh, she must have been tricked or confused. She, she would not have turned evil. There's no way. I, I refuse to believe it. It just couldn't happen. So, uh, all we need to do is just go and explain to her that she's made a terrible mistake and she can undo the contract. Does that contract mean that... Uh, this is talking to uh, both of the mm-hmm. writers. Um Yeah. Does that contract mean that you guys have to do what they say? That does seem to be the gist of it. That is if one continues to abide by it. I intend to break that oath. Let me have a look at that contract. <laughs> Isn't that like bad for you guys? Rhea says, it doesn't matter. We can't break... When we die, we are bound to service in hell. We are going to become devils. Oh, so we just don't die. She rolls her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I feel bad this joking about it last... Last week. <laughs> We've got magic and healing and I'll protect you guys and you won't die and it'll be fine. L- Lulu said, "Well, I we have to go and bring the contract pieces together, and and we can I can just explain to Dario and and just get her to uh to to break the contract. I know there must be good in her. I can't I cannot believe that she's become our judge of the hell. That that she must have been tricked. And if you and if she'd been tricked, then she couldn't really have um signed on to anything. This seems a very long time to be tricked." We will never find out until we find her. So it sounds like that might be what we need to do next. She has the other half of the contract. Yes. Asher, is that even true, putting the two parts of the contract together? It's on a 21. Yeah. So if you bring like them really together... bad contract law. Which is why the, the devil normally yeah. keeps their part and hides it. Basically. We have Because in theory, if you, yeah. if you bring it then together and destroy it... It's known yeah. as the time cop. Then it can be. <laughs> this is only for certain yeah. infernal cops. I was just saying, because I mean, that, that seems like a really bad well, clause to well, have. Normally, okay, well. Sort of enforcement. Yeah. Well, so infernal contracts normally. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. They've got no, different kinds of clause. Uh, normally, it's considerably harder to get the devil's copy of the contract being in another plane of existence and also being hilariously powerful. But we have this. All we need to do now is just find the High Observer's copy of it. And this is the this High Observer's. Oh, sorry, my apologies. Oh, this is not Zarya's copy. Yeah, my apologies. An infernal contract can be cancelled by the devil who uh, who put it into effect. And also, um, the devil, if the devil is uh, killed, then the contract is null and void also. But we can't do that. We have to protect her. We have to make sure oh. that she can... That, that she must be able to be redeemed. 
I'm going to be honest. If I was writing a contract, I would have the exact opposite clause that I needed to be alive. We are not here to critique the finer points of contract law, especially when our loved ones are inside of another plane of existence. We're going to go to hell. This is great. This is going to be some real hero shit. And then this is what heroes do. So, 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 so. Damn right. So Tractical says, so, listen, I, I mean, I can cast plane shift. I can, I can take you to hell. But do you think, do you really think that undoing this will be, be possible? Lulu flaps forward and says, Well, first of all, through the guards, all things are possible, so jot that down. Tom. Oh, <laughs> out. I'm going to be the DM from now on. Oh, really? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Doctrine has a jetpack, and whenever Doctrine's not on the scene, everyone should be asking where Silence, Doctrine is. Silence, Chaos Goblin. Lulu, Lulu says, You're right. It cannot be coincidence that you have met me, that I would be here when such a thing was discovered. No. This is meant to be. The gods are guarding our hand. We are to journey to Hill, and we are going to find Thario, and we are going to redeem her. If she has become an Archduchess of Hell, and then she's going to, going to undo all of this terrible stuff. And, and we're going to save the day. Lulu, if anybody can convince her to change her mind or to redeem herself, it is you. Yes. I just think I could fix her. <laughs> very, very seriously, Doctor's like, all right, we're going to be heroes. Shuri says, all right, I need a drink. <laughs> we're going to need more jerky. <laughs> but rejoice, your friends and family are alive. Oh. Just in an uncomfortable place. Yes. All right. Very uncomfortable. All right. A drink and jerky, but get it to go. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We are heading to Avenus. May we take a day? A day in hell. I know, I know, I know, but I have a couple of things that I would like to source first. Traxigal says, it would be best. Uh, First of all, I have to find my tuning fork for Avenus. It's been a long time since I've had to use that particular one. Uh, uh, We will search. If you help me search, it'll shorten the time. I suggest that you rest and you go in the morning. I don't think we're going to go unprepared into hell, no. It will take as many days as it is required for us to get the things that we need to go into one of the most dangerous places on the plains. It will take as fewer days as required. Lulu nods and says, Bah, tonight we pray, tomorrow we flay. I love it. Damn, that's good. Actually, you step on her Traxagor. Traxagor. Friends, I'm just so very glad to be with you. I know that we will be successful, and your friends and family will be will be saved. You know what? I'm feeling a little bit hopeful. She makes me hopeful. She's just insufferably delightful. Mm. I actually step over to Traxagor, and I kind of kneel down, just sitting on my sitting on my feet. Just, <laughs> yes. just I don't want to like bend she, down. Cute little Otto Wizard, not forgotten. He says that he takes off his little wizard hat and just kind of you know Aww. holds it in his little hands. Hello. Hello. Look, I wanted to say. Is was very very generous of you to let us borrow this space. Oh, anything I can do, I will. I will come with you. I will plane shift you to hell, and we will assess the situation. I'm willing to come and help. That is very brave of you. Raya says, "And you have my sword. Of course, I will come." Thank you, Raya. And me says Lulu. Mm. I would wow. like to ask. I will be sword chops. And, and, the, and the shield says, "Ah, oh, splendid. Maybe." We will be able to find a way to free me. Also, not to brag, but I will make an excellent guide. <laughs> Shut the hell up, you Wonder. useless piece of junk. I am rather familiar with Avernus. I imagine. Taxical. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we should just let them have a conversation between <laughs> <Yes. themselves. laughs> 
we're talking about. No. I don't know. This may be the this may be the last line. You wouldn't happen to know a good jeweler, would you? Yes. And with that, with your next destination ever so precariously in front of you, mm. we will bring this session to a close. Thank you so much for playing and go to hell. Hey. You are actually going to go to hell. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.